Before I came live, I got an email from Bernie Sanders campaign manager, Faiz Shakir, who I'll be interviewing next week. So we got an interview uh, ready to go. Well, I'll be interviewing him on Monday. Uh, again, Bernie Sanders campaign manager, Faiz Shakur. I don't know how to pronounce his name. I should probably figure that out before uh, I, email, I interview him. And he gave status quo a heads up on a memo that they're going to be sending out to the elite corporate media. And he did say elite media in the email. So uh, I got it couple minutes before I was going to go live and started tweeting out uh, details of the memo. And the memo is a very, very, very clear um, back backlash and fighting back against the corporate media, say it with me, corporate media narrative and propaganda that looks very, very similar to 2016. Remember, remember when they were basically pushing to coronate Queen Hillary in 2016? Well, if you haven't noticed, between Politico doing a story calling Joe, uh, Bernie Sanders a cheap Jew with, with all these dollar bills behind his image, or the New York Times doing a story basically trying to paint Bernie Sanders as a communist sympathizer, or you know the Washington Post, uh, one of their columnists does four or five n nasty anti-Bernie Sanders pieces a week, I'm talking to you, Jennifer Rubin. Um, the corporate media is out of control in the smears and propaganda against Bernie Sanders, but they're also uh, in control in trying to prop up Joe Biden's campaign. Even though Joe Biden can barely fill out a bingo hall, he has empty seats when he goes to bingo halls. I'm exaggerating on the bingo hall. I don't know if he's actually gone to one, but Bernie, Joe Biden could barely fill out uh, his campaign kickoff in Philadelphia. His campaign said it was 6,000 people showed up in Philadelphia, where, where he's from. He's from Scranton, so he's from Pennsylvania. Joe Biden could barely fill out that. They said it was 6,000. People in attendance said it was closer to 3,000. So you got 3,000 people for your campaign kickoff rally. His campaign is barely putting him out there on the road. He's only campaigning about two times a week because when he does campaign, he either says things that are awful or he does creepy things. If you saw Jen did a video earlier this week for us on the fact that he pulled in another young child, put his hands on that young child's shoulder, bent in near that young child's hair and looked like a creep. So the media is painting Joe Biden as, oh, the most electable, just like they were saying about Hillary Clinton, even though the data doesn't back that up. So Bernie Sanders campaign in a move that I like is pushing back on that. Here is uh, the first part of the memo and I'm gonna read it to you. I hope you can read it. I couldn't fit it on the full screen, but I'm gonna read it here. So this is from Bernie Sanders campaign. They'll be sending this out to reporters, uh, I guess tonight, but status quo got first dibs, which we appreciate. Uh, stories from elite media over the past couple of weeks suggest that the 2020 race for the Democratic nomination is done. Hang it up. A CNN story last week asked, what if Joe Biden runs away with this thing? Separate CNN and Washington Post stories declared Senator Bernie Sanders campaign all but over. In 2015, many leading outlets ignored Sanders' candidacy, assuming it would not have much impact. Now, four years later, after having, sh after having shown significant impact and growth, many media outlets are prematurely declaring that the movement is dead. Yes, Biden is the incumbent frontrunner, 
But according to the data, Bernie is by far the leading challenger and contender. A coronation isn't actually happening. Rather, a primary is taking shape. Voters are going to become more engaged and more educated about the race in the coming months. Bernie's campaign has solidified its position in key early states. That has happened as this campaign continues to build the largest volunteer base in the field. In a four-day swing through the, south, through the South earlier this month, Sanders' events drew more than 10,000 people to rallies and town hall meetings. In a 24-hour period this past weekend, Sanders' events drew more than 2,300 people in the first in the nation primary state of New Hampshire. And Bernie 2020 is staffing up in key primary states. Key parts about this memo, and I want to read it again, again, the first part to you. When Bernie Sanders' campaign puts out this information, when Bernie Sanders' campaign puts out, you know, this is not a coronation, it's a primary. And when they talk about the elite media, one thing they're leaving out, and I'd love to know your thoughts in the super chat. You know, everybody kind of talks about we can't normalize. We can't normalize Donald Trump. And I agree with that. But we also need to make very clear, Politico.com literally wrote a piece with Bernie Sanders, a Jewish man, with dollar bills behind him and referring to him as cheap in the story. No, 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 no. Politico is in a super PAC. It's supposedly a news organization. So it's now being normalized that corporate media outlets push stories depicting Bernie Sanders as a cheap Jew. The New York Times did a piece recently depicting Bernie Sanders as a communist sympathizer. I just want everyone to let this sink in because we've become so attuned to corporate media propaganda about Bernie Sanders that I don't want it to become normal that this is being done because it's not normal. This is not journalism. This is a public relations assault, public relations. What Politico is doing, what the New York Times is doing, what the Washington Post is doing, is a public relations political assault for the Democratic Party and Joe, on, be, on behalf of Joe Biden to try and take Bernie Sanders out. I'm not someone who uses the term fake news. I think it is a dangerous term because I think Trump uses it how fascists and authoritarian leaders use it, which is to basically neutralize and dismiss any critical story about them, even ones that are factual. Fake news, fake news, fake news. So I'm not going to call these outlets fake news. What I'm going to call them is propaganda. What I'm going to call these outlets is arms of the democratic establishment and arms of the corporate democratic establishment. And in this memo, Bernie Sanders' campaign does hit the elite media, but they don't go into detail about these shameful stories because, frankly, they're trying to keep a positive spin and they're trying not to make it look like they're sore losers. But I hope, and I'm going to read you the rest of the memo in one moment, I really hope that Bernie's campaign, in addition to pointing out that this is not a coronation, because the corporate media is already trying to coronate Joe Biden, even though Joe Biden could barely fill out a bingo hall, even though Joe Biden's rallies are half empty. 
even though Joe Biden's campaign is purposely trying to find small venues because they know he can't fill out a bigger uh, venue. Well, does that sound similar to a previous candidate that the Democratic Party told you to fall in line for? Does that sound similar? Because I was told and you were told, fall in line. Hillary's the most electable. Even though when I was on the road covering Hillary Clinton's rallies, they were like Joe Biden's rallies. Older people, mostly older people, not full, even at college campuses. At college campuses. I remember covering Hillary Clinton's rally at the end of the general election in New Hampshire at a college. It was mostly older people in attendance at a college university. Are you seeing any similarities? Yet we were told, oh, no, no, Hillary's the most electable. Hillary will beat him, particularly in, particularly in those Midwest states. There's a Democratic firewall. It's deja vu, folks. And the difference this time, and I admit, I admit, I didn't look as closely in 2016 as I am right now into the polls. Bernie Sanders' campaign, sending out this memo, shows they are trying to prevent the same thing from happening in 2020 that is happening in 2016. And they're calling out the corporate media, which is essentially serving as propaganda arms of Joe Biden's campaign, Kamala Harris's campaign, Beto O'Rourke's campaign. They've tried them all. They've tried to push Kamala first. Then they tried to push Beto. Neither one of those rose in the polls. Now they're trying to push Biden. But what I think Bernie's campaign is doing correctly is saying, no, 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 no. We're not gonna we're not gonna play this game anymore. We're gonna call out the media for their coronation and we are going to fight back against the corporate media. Let me read the second part of the memo. Because they wanted to send out some national and uh, early state polls to point out that Bernie's is not. So latest national polls and latest polls in key states. Morning consults, most recent tracking poll shows Bernie gaining support in a solid second place position nationally and with more than double the support of the next nearest candidate. The same poll showed Sanders with a, 40, with a 74% favorable rating among Democratic voters. That's important because essentially 74% favorable rating among Democratic voters indicates and counteracts the corporate media spin that Bernie can't win among all Democratic voters. A uh, 74% favorability rating is pretty, pretty, pretty good, to quote my friend Larry David. Then they point out a YouTube YouGov's new poll shows Sander leading among Democratic voters who are only considering voting for one candidate and is and he's also being considered by more than 40% of voters, equal to Joe Biden. Thank you, Edwin, five bucks in the super chat. Here's a little cash to help tie. You guys are the best, Jordan. Thank you, Edwin. Don't worry. It's probably, it probably declined because, oh, do you ever get that, that annoying fraud alerts from your bank? We get it all the time. This, I don't even want to get into our bank. Although it's a credit union because we do not belong to an evil bank, a uh, corporate bank that is investing in these pipelines. We belong to a credit union, but we got to change credit unions because they're a pain in the ass and we get declined way too often because they have insane fraud alerts. Anyway, the fact that he is also being considered by more than 40% of voters is also very important because the corporate media is trying to make it seem like, oh, the Bernie movement is fading. The Bernie movement is shrinking. 
Bernie has lost, the, the, the voters are, are losing the burn for Bernie. Well, if 40% of voters, are, if he's being considered by more than 40% of voters, that's equal to Mr. Inevitable or King Joe Biden. Thank you, Knock Mumblewick, five bucks in the super chat. Appreciate it. The recent National Harris, Hill Harris Expoll showed Biden losing 13 points nationally in just two weeks with Sanders maintaining his second place position. Um, I don't know about you folks. Do you remember hearing that on CNN that Joe Biden has lost 13 points nationally in just two weeks with Sanders maintaining his second place position? Jen, do you, have you heard that on CNN or MSNBC? I know it's hard to hear anything between like the impeachment and Russiagate hysteria. I haven't heard that. I haven't heard any of that. So again, more good poll numbers for Bernard Sanders that you never hear in the corporate media. The most recent national change research poll showed Sanders nine points behind Biden and with a large lead among Latinx, Latina and young voters. Latina voters are going to be important in California and Nevada and many other states, but particularly in those early states, Latino voters are going to be very important in California, very important in Nevada, and Bernie Sanders is in the lead with Latinx and younger voters. They also point out that the most recent national Quinnipiac poll showed Sanders' position the largest month-to-month gain, excuse me, Sanders posting the largest month-to-month gain of plus five of any candidate in the race. It also showed particularly strong favorable and unfavorable numbers for him among African-Americans, 66% favorability as opposed to 19% uh, disapproval, and Latinos, 49% favorability as opposed to 30% um, disapproval. What's remarkable about this? Bernie Sanders is the only candidate posting, excuse me, he's posting of all the candidates the largest month-to-month gain, yet his movement is fading, we're told, yet his people aren't feeling the burn like they were in 2016. I've heard a variation of all of this from Nate Silver, that brainiac with 538, from, you know, this idiot Harry Enten, the forecaster on CNN, from MSNBC, who's basically bending over and giving what, uh, reporting what Joe Biden's campaign tells it to. Well, if Joe Biden, if Joe Biden is down 13 points nationally in just two weeks, if Bernie Sanders has grown the most, plus over five percentage points, an increase in five percentage points compared to the last month, how is it that Joe Biden is Mr. Inevitable? I don't really get that logic. They highlight in the early states, the early states, they highlight, to me, the best number on this graph is the first one. The most recent Iowa starting line change research poll found Sanders tied with Biden atop the field in the first in the nation caucus state. Both candidates had nearly double the support of the next closest candidate. Sanders had made headlines in Iowa recently with his comprehensive plan to challenge corporate agribusiness. Thank you, Schultze 100, five bucks. Biden's a butthole. Biden sure is something. And by the way, I'm not discouraging Super Chat. Feel free to leave in the Super Chat. That's cool, too. What I think is remarkable here, if you remember in 
2016 in February, I believe it was, because I was there freezing my behind off. Bernie Sanders was down one-tenth of 1% to Hillary Clinton, not even a full point. He was down one-tenth of one point to Hillary Clinton. And CNN, MSNBC, all of them, they called the election. They called the election for Queen Hillary in Iowa, even though not every caucus precinct was in, and Bernie was down one-tenth of one point. Let me tell you something. That election would have dramatically changed if Bernie Sanders was the declared winner in Iowa. I say declared because I think Bernie Sanders actually won Iowa. I think they scammed him, and I think they scammed him in several other states. Based on me looking at the exit polls and doing my research, I was out there on the campaign trail. There was not an equal amount of enthusiasm for Hillary Clinton as compared to Bernie Sanders. Bernie had more energy on the ground. I think you won. But what I think is really important about this is Sanders is tied with Biden atop the field in, the, in Iowa. Both candidates had nearly double the support of the next closest candidate. Sanders made headlines in Iowa recently with his comprehensive plan to challenge corporate agribusiness. Why this is going to be so important? Iowa, like New Hampshire, they don't respond to titles. The fact that Biden is the former vice president isn't going to help him. They don't respond to really, you know, the, the corporate media narrative. What the voters in Iowa and what the voters in New Hampshire respond to is effort, persistence, and who they see and hear from and speak with the most. Well, if you have Bernie Sanders, who at this point has visited Iowa more than any other candidate, as far as I know, Bernie Sanders has done more events in Iowa than any other candidate. When you have Bernie Sanders compared to Joe I'll show up and campaign every third week. Biden, I mean, there's been many stories out there about how he's, his campaign, he's barely campaigning. And I think he's the only Democrat that, I, I think he's the only Democrat that is not going to the California Democratic Convention this coming Sunday. I believe he's the only Democrat not going to the California Democratic Convention this Sunday. So when you see the memo, there is... Very little chance, unless they totally rig the election, which there is a chance of them doing that, of course. There is very, very little chance Joe Biden will campaign in Iowa even a quarter of the amount of time as Bernie Sanders does. Bernie Sanders is going to be seen and heard by the voters in Iowa way more than Joe Biden. I also think Joe Biden is not a good debater. And if he's on stage with Bernie Sanders in that first debate, which I think the DNC is probably going to rig it to make sure Bernie and Biden are not on the same debate stage. You know, it's a random selection. Random. Yeah. Nothing is random when it comes to the Democratic National Committee, if you ask me. I think Bernie, if he's tied right now with Biden, I think he's going to get out in the lead in Iowa because he's going there more. He's the only one that has had uh, actually proposed a specific plan for agro-business, he has proposed to basically get rid of these corporate uh, ag agro-treacherous uh, uh, thefts like Monsanto. Uh, so I think Bernie is in good shape, really good shape, when it comes to Iowa. I also like this poll. The most recent Nevada Change Research poll found Sanders just five points behind Biden in the early caucus state of Nevada. Sanders was lauded by the state's teachers for a strong education policy rollout earlier this week. Uh, five points is not small, but it's very early. And Bernie 
didn't lose by that much in Nevada last time. And more importantly, Bernie is winning among young Latinos. Well, what is the difference between 2016 and 2020? Millions of more young Latinos, and Nevada has a big Latino population, are eligible to vote. And I got news for you. They're not burning for Biden. The most recent California change research found Sanders seven points behind Sanders in that Super Tuesday tape. While Biden has decided to skip the California Democratic Party convening this weekend, Bernie will be attending and traveling all over the state to earn support. California is a tough state because California is like a small country. California is bigger than a lot of countries around the world. California, the North, is different than the South and different than the Central California. So Bernie Sanders is going to have to cover a lot of ground. California, name recognition does count. The fact that Joe Biden was vice president will make a difference because there's a lot of old money old money in California. And if you're, if you're watching and you're from California, you know exactly what I'm talking about. So Bernie's going to have to work hard. But I think Bernie can win California because I think California in the past has been behind um, progressive, anti-establishment, revolutionary candidates. Bobby Kennedy was a progressive candidate preaching change. He won the California primary, if you remember, in 1968. And he was killed on the same night. What I what I what I think is important about Bernie Sanders' campaign doing this. Well, first of all, I appreciate that they sent me this memo before they sent it to other reporters, which means, I guess they appreciate my work and they're giving me a heads up on the memo. Uh, for those of you coming in late, I'll be interviewing Bernie Sanders' campaign manager Fai Shakir on Monday, so we'll have that interview for you as soon as we can after we do it. Uh, I think what's really important about them sending out this memo is they're already seeing deja vu from 2016. They're already seeing the corporate media and the Democratic Party's efforts to coronate, coronate Joe Biden. They tried to coronate Queen Hillary. Now they're trying to coronate King Biden. And Bernie's campaign is saying, no, not happening on our watch again. And they're going to fight back against the propaganda. I would love to see them send out another memo fighting back against Politico, the New York Times, the Washington Post, and all of these outlets that have been pushing unbelievable propaganda. I mean, again, Politico wrote a piece with Bernie Sanders behind dollar bills calling him a cheap Jew. This is a media outlet, not a super PAC. And I want to show you a story that I think actually drives home the issue that Bernie Sanders' campaign is talking about. This was from CNN reporter Nia Malika Henderson this morning, or excuse me, two days ago. The incredible shrinking dot, 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 Bernie Sanders? Ooh la la. This doesn't sound good for Bernie or his campaign. Last go around, New Hampshire was everything to Bernie Sanders. He, his one sure thing as he battled Hillary Clinton for the Democratic nomination. He routinely packed venues with Bernie or bus supporters who saw him as the antidote to the kind of political incrementalism that they thought Clinton embodied. He was 2016's it boy, the grumpy grandpa who was loved by millennials and aging hippies, overwhelmingly white progressives. Oh, CNN being ageist now. But 2020 is looking a lot different for Sanders. While he still can't, while he can still raise gobs of money, he has much more company, which leaves a question. Who is Sanders without Clinton? 
Polls, yep, it's early, we know, show Sanders losing support as others such as Joe Biden, Elizabeth Warren, and Kamala Harris gain ground. A Monmouth University national poll released last week shows Sanders with the support of 15% Democratic-leaning voters, with a decline of 25% for March. Of course, as status quo has reported, the majority of those polls, including Monmouth, are wildly oversampling uh, voters over the age of 50, which tend to be more for someone like Biden, and wildly undersampling voters under the age of 50, which tend to be for a candidate like Bernie. And then she points to a Monmouth poll of New Hampshire, where Biden has a 20-point lead over Sanders, roughly the same margin he beat Clinton in the state in 2016. Well, that's when I tweeted at Malia. Is that her name? Oh, Nia, excuse me. Because she lied. She lied in that story, which isn't surprising. I mean, it's CNN. Because Bernie Sanders, the poll she's referencing about Joe Biden being up 60 points, excuse me, 20 points in New Hampshire was a poll that barely sampled anyone under the age of 50. Don't don't take it from me. Take it from Bernie Sanders. But, uh, Senator, I want to get to your legislation that you and uh, Congresswoman o- uh, Ocasio-Cortez has proposed. But I have to ask you, uh, with New Hampshire's polling saying your neighboring state that Joe Biden is two to one ahead, is there a point where you start going after Joe Biden? Will you confront him in the debates? Will you confront him to show the difference between Biden and Bernie? Well, Al, if you look at that particular poll, uh, they had two-thirds of the people that they reached out to uh, were over the age of 50, and that's not the way uh, the people in New Hampshire vote. I think it was a selection of older people, which is not accurate. So let's get this straight, folks. Let's get this straight. Fox News is awful. Fox News is awful. It's, it's just propaganda, propaganda, propaganda. Lies, lies, and damn lies. CNN reporter, she's smart, she knows what she's doing, it's deliberate, is doing a story with the headline, The Incredible Shrinking, The Incredible Shrinking Bernie Sanders. Oh my God, The Incredible Shrinking Bernie Sanders. Say it 10 times quick. Based on polls that even Bernie Sanders has publicly called, oh, I just wanted to curse, but I'm not going to because I'm trying not to get demonetized. Publicly called, Bullpucky. Bullpucky, I say. Bullpucky. She's referencing New Hampshire polls that if the reporter who's paid a lot, a lot more than I am, if the reporter read the poll, she would see that 75% of those that they sampled were over the age of 50. And again, not trying to knock people over the age of 50. I have plenty of them in the audience. There's a lot of them that are progressive. But by the data, most of those people in the country are for establishment candidates like Queen Hillary and King Biden. That's just the facts. That's just the facts. So the corporate media lies so much. The corporate media is trying to basically push an alternate reality using Wait for it, wait for it, wait for it, wait for it. Alternative facts. 
Bernie Sanders, as his campaign just put out, is up five points compared to the last month, the largest gain of any candidate. Joe Biden has lost double digits in support over the last two weeks. I don't see any stories on CNN saying the incredible shrinking of Bernie Sanders, excuse me, of Joe Biden, do you? Of course not. Of course not. Because that would, that would mean integrity. That would mean integrity. CNN is lying. Uh, and the question is, what do we do? What do we do beyond just calling out CNN? What do you do as a Bernie Sanders supporter or a Tulsi Gabbard Sander, uh, a Tulsi Gabbard Sander, a Tulsi Gabbard supporter? Because remember, remember, it's not, it's not just about Bernie Sanders. They're blacking out any coverage of Tulsi Gabbard. What do you do as a Bernie Sanders supporter or a Tulsi Gabbard supporter or both when you see the same playbook happening? You see the same exact playbook from 2016 happening. Media blackout of Tulsi Gabbard, pretty similar to Bernie Sanders in 2016. The sheer propaganda, it's, it's almost like on Monday morning or maybe Sunday morning over coffee, Politico, the New York Times, the Washington Post, um, Politico, the New York Times, the Washington Post, and the Daily Beast, the Atlantic, all of them. It's almost like they get on a daily conference call and they just distribute and choose and split it, split the workload up. New York Times, I got, we got Monday, smear Bernie. Washington Post, we got Tuesday. Politico, we got Wednesday and Thursday. Friday, it's a random lottery. And then Saturday and Sunday, whoever wants to do it. This is how it goes. So I say, I'm a journalist. I'm not an activist. My activism is my journalism. Status quo is a journalistic outfit. We report based on facts. We also give aggressive, real, keeping it real opinion based on facts. But I say the people, meaning you, have a choice. You're either going to take the corporate media propaganda lying down, because I do promise you it will have an effect, or you're going to stand up and fight back. I don't mean fight back violently, but one of the things that I thought was lacking during the 2016 campaign was protests outside of these news outlets. They have addresses. Now, I'm not suggesting intimidating any of these people. There's no room for that. There's no room for violence. But when is anyone going to start protesting out CNN outside CNN or MSNBC? When is anybody going to start actually calling out these people? Because they're not going to be able to ignore big, big rallies and protests outside of their propaganda offices. I say peaceful, but there was one, one rally outside CNN's Los Angeles office during the 2016 campaign. That was it. The New York Times is getting away with this. They're not seeing anybody challenging them outside their window. Same with the Washington Post, same with BuzzFeed, same with Politico, and on and on and on. When are people going to actually, not violently, peacefully, we're not talking about being Trump supporters and throwing things and yelling things. When are these reporters going to be challenged by people at these rallies or have their offices called by voters asking them, and supporters saying, 
we expect a correction or you're going to see us outside your office protesting. Because I got news for you. The DNC and the corruption from the DNC, the corporate media and the rigging that the corporate media is implementing is way, way, way more important than anything the DNC could do. Because the corporate media is winning the information war. They are winning the information war by brainwashing and forming narratives. This is how you depress voter turnout. This is how you turn off voters that are not diehard into politics like you and I are before they even look into a Bernie Sanders or a Tulsi Gabbard. You just make it seem, oh, it's over already. Joe Biden's up by 75 points. Bernie Sanders, oh, he's fading. Don't bother looking. That is how you rig an election through news outlets. So I got news for you folks. I ain't telling you what to do, but just ranting about CNN on social media ain't going to get it done. And I say peacefully, there needs to be some organizing, not just to combat the Democratic National Committee, not just to combat Nancy Pelosi and the Democratic Party who are trying to kill Medicare for all, killing the Green New Deal, killing anything progressive. You got to start looking towards these corporate media outlets and treating them for what they are. They are extensions. They're not media outlets. They are public relations and paid public relations outlets for Joe Biden, Kamala Harris, Beto O'Rourke. They are paid political operatives for Joe Biden, Kamala Harris to take down Bernie Sanders. That's all they are. The Rabadio said it well, manufacturing consent.